Hey everybody, Max Kevin here's Little Cutie Podcast. It's not too long. I'm just uh you know, just enjoying my Sunday football. Like an American. Like a red blooded American. I watch football all day. Even though I should be working on stuff like like books or, you know, cleaning my room or, you know, mowing the lawn. Fuck that. That can wait till tomorrow. I'm American. I'm watching football. Order me some Kentucky fried chicken. Give me those honey barbecue wings. I'm going to lick my fingers while I get fatter while Tom Brady throws another touchdown. Uh, yeah, you know, just uh, just enjoying my cute little Sunday today. Went to Costco. Uh, bought some... Bought some steaks, bought some eggs, you know, I get to the, I get to the self-payout area, right? And I scan my eggs and I notice one of them is broken. And I was like, oh, God damn it. I gotta get more new eggs now, you know? So I signal, I wave down the guy, the Costco guy. I'm like, hey, can you cancel this order? I need to get more eggs. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you can just, you can just pay for it now and then. Get the eggs and come back, and then do it again. I'm like, yeah, but I want to. I'm just gonna. I just want to pay for it once, you know. I just want to get the eggs and come back and pay for it then, you know. I don't want to do this twice. So if you could just cancel this, I'm the fucking customer. Just do what I got him say. All right. I said I want to cancel the order. Just cancel it. Don't fucking question me. All right. Does Costco even pay you a living wage, huh? You can making fifteen bucks an hour. Just cancel my goddamn. <laughs> oh, man. It reminds me of the story my mom was... My mom was telling me about this guy in the hardware store. She goes in the hardware store, and she asks this guy for a specific part. She's like, I need this part. And instead of showing her where the part is, the guy's just like, well, what do you need that part for? <laughs> and my mom's like, just tell me where the part is. I don't... I ask you a question, no fucking answer it. All right, what do you... I'm not going to tell you what it's for, okay? I'm not going to tell you about my life, all right? Um, anyway, uh, see how it's costing. All sleepy weepy, you know, it's, uh, the sun's going down. That's pretty much my bedtime now, you know, because I'm an old man. Uh, uh, let's see, yeah. Let's see, um, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's the summary of my day-to-day, um, yeah, there's a there's a mic. There's a mic, but it's like thirty minutes away, thirty minutes driving away, you know. And um, I don't know. I guess I guess I'm kind of lazy, or maybe I just don't have what it takes to succeed in the comedy business because I'm not willing to drive thirty minutes to go to an open mic. I don't know. I should probably go. I think I'll probably go next week. Quit being a little bitch. Yeah. You know, yesterday I was. Uh, I was on the, I was on the beach, just chilling, you know, working on my tan, you know. Even though summer's over, fall's coming. Uh, I was on the beach there. I was listening to some music by Muse. Uh, I was listening to that song "Butterflies and Hurricanes." It's a, it's a great lyrics in that song. It's like uh, it's like best. You've got to be the best. You've got to change the world and use this chance to be heard. You know, it's like that. And um, and the uh, before that, they're like, 
They're like, change everything you are and everything you were. You know, like that. And um, I think that's what that's what I have to do. You know, in order to be the best, I gotta, I gotta change, I gotta change who I am. You know, I can't be such a goddamn recluse. Introvert recluse, you know, I gotta, I gotta be a social animal, you know, social Tyrannosaurus Rex, alright, everywhere I go I'm smiling, asking people how their day was, hey, how, how you doing, it's a beautiful day today, isn't it, um, yeah, I really need to, I really need to change a lot of things about myself in order to succeed, I've, I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes to be successful. I've come to realize. And um, I really need to change a lot of aspects of my personality in order to be successful. And um, trying to figure out how I can do that, you know. I mean, uh, I guess I guess the way to do it is just, just do it. Quit thinking about it and just fucking do it, you know. Quit, quit complaining about being unproductive and start producing, all right? Quit whining about not being a little antisocial bitch and just start fucking talking to people, right? Just go up to that chick in the bar and be like, what's up, mama? You want to go back to my house and fuck? I mean, find out if we have similar hobbies. Um, yeah, so that uh, that's a good song there. Of course, it didn't really motivate me to do anything today because I just was watching football all day. But... um. It motivated me to, to start considering changing my personality, you know. Um, anyway, let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Um, of course, my my uh, my hero, my lord and savior, Ron Paul. He uh, he like had a stroke during a live live TV uh, showing there. Oh, that was that was pretty sad to watch there. You know. You know he was he was talking he was talking. He's like this whole idea. That the government can come... And then he just started, like, slurring his words. And, like, half of his face stopped moving. And I was like, uh-oh. Hope we're not just watching him die on camera right now. Uh, that would have been a bummer, man. But, uh... Yeah, he's in the hospital. He's doing better. Yeah, Ron Paul's pretty old now. He's getting up there, you know. And, of course, um... If you haven't seen it... Uh... What got me... What got me hooked on a Ron Paul was in 2008. I, I, I still remember this day. I was in... I was in Germany, in Deutschland, watching YouTube videos of the Republican primary presidential debates. I guess this was in 2007. Uh, and there's this video called Ron Paul Courage Courageously Speaks the Truth. right? And he's in there in the Republican primaries. And we got like John McCain and fucking Mitt Romney and like all these other, all these other dudes that faded into obscurity since then. And they're all just talking about how the Iraq war, you know, we need, we need to kill those goddamn Muslims, you know. And uh, Ron Paul's the only one on there that's saying it was a giant fucking mistake. And, uh... And he's just getting shit. He's getting shit from all the other candidates and the... And the, and the debate debate hosts and the audience, too. And even though he's getting shit, he's still, he's still sticking to his guns, man. And I remember watching that, I was like, oh my god, who the fuck is this guy? 
this guy's awesome. Uh, and he was basically just he was basically just telling the entire Republican Party they're they're all they're all a bunch of hypocrites and a bunch of idiots idiots and hypocrites to their face, right in the middle of the debates. He's like, "Oh, you guys are Republican. Oh, you say you support limited government, but all you do is increase the size of government. Oh, you say you're anti foreign invention, but all you do is start fucking wars." You're not a Republican. I'm a Republican. You know, um, it was great, and uh, yeah. So, I'll, 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 you know, uh, his son is pretty disappointing, but uh, I think it, it'll be a sad day. It'll be a sad day for me if uh, Ron Paul ever kicks the bucket again. I think what really caused a stroke is he saw the price of silver go down 20% in three days, and he was like, oh my god, I, I never imagined people could be this so goddamn stupid, you know? And so that kind of gave him a stroke. It kind of gave me a little little bit of stroke, too. Uh, god, the, mar- the markets... The, the foreign markets are open right now, and I don't even want to check... I don't even want to check the price of silver, really. But I can't... I can't stop looking. I can't stop looking. Oh, it's... Yeah, it's pretty flat. Ah, uh, it's still not... It's still not recovering. Still hasn't... Still not even recovering. Well, I guess it recovered a dollar. Went down to, went down to twenty-two. It went from twenty-seven to twenty-two. And now it's at twenty-three. Kind of, need you to. Hey Silver, hey Silver, I'm gonna need you to go ahead. And just uh, recover back to your price from last week. By Wednesday, all right. So my fucking option doesn't become goddamn worthless, even though it was in the money fucking last week. God damn it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I made a post on uh, Reddit Wall Street Best today about mining stocks and inflation. And, uh, yeah, it was all right, you know. Nothing, nothing I say about that, really. Um, so what else we got going on here? Of course, we had The Boys, new episode of The Boys on Friday. I was watching that. You know what's great about The Boys? Is it, like, it deals with the subjects of, like, race and inequality, like like that show Watchmen wanted to do, but it actually does it well. It actually does it in, a, like, a entertaining way that's not, that doesn't treat its audience like a goddamn moron. And um, it probably won't win any Emmys, but, because uh, it doesn't have, like, a, a strong strong minority female there are there are a lot of females in there but they're all they're all white girls so you know yeah you know what you know what that show shows is like the the good guys they're all of different races and and cultures and they're all working together you know that's the that's the uh like like when you watch a movie or whatever or you read a book you're supposed to aspire to be like the hero of the story, you know? It's the the sto- the heroes set the example for you to achieve to, you know? They're the they're the epitome or the uh, the pinnacle or whatever whatever fucking word you want to use, you know? They're the hero of the goddamn story, right? And you know what's great about about the boys is that the the heroes or the group of people, they're all they're very flawed. And they all have to do, they do things that they don't want to do that, you know, like this one character killed someone, you know, she didn't want, she didn't want to do it, but, 
but uh, she's realized she's become a monster, you know, and she has to live with that. And there's a, and and the last the last the whole episode was kind of had that same theme is like it's the same theme that's in Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. Is that once you once you do terrible things, you have to live with it, you know. And that's uh, that's why you should be nice to other people, you know. <laughs> you shouldn't do. You shouldn't be mean. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be a big meanie to other people, you know. But like in the show Watchmen, it was just like there was no. The heroes had no moral compass, and they didn't. They didn't lead by example. It was just like, it was just like the whole theme of the show is just like America's secretly full of racists and we're gonna kill them, and and they deserve to die. <laughs> like that's it, and that's what you're supposed to take away from that show, you know. But, but yeah, but Boys does it so much better. It's so much, you know. The Boys, you know, it deals with those same topics, and uh, it's well written and it's funny. There's, there's still a couple things that bug me, like, like this last episode, they're in this, like, uh, hospital asylum where all these, all these superheroes are locked up, you know, and this one superhero, like, the door to her prison cell breaks open, and her power is just to smash stuff, and she just, like, smashes people, and they, they explode or whatever, and as soon as the shit gets out of her cell, she smashes all the doors of all the other cells, so all the other mutants or whatever can escape but it's like well why don't you just smash your own door in the first place if you, if your ability is to smash shit i don't did you, did you have some special door or something i don't well how come how come you didn't just smash your door you know how come it had to be burned by this pyromaniac dude that didn't make any sense yeah but uh <laughs> but besides that you know it's a good show yeah there's still there's still some cute little cute little flaws like that Little, little cutie writing flaws like that. But uh, it's a much, much better show that talks about not only American culture, but also, you know, what it means to be alive. How to, leave a, how to lead a life worth living. How to have no regrets when you're on your deathbed, when you're looking back at your life. And you're thinking, oh, God, I... Why the fuck did silver go down 20% in three fucking days? It's fucking bullshit. Even though it was 40 years ago, it's still fucking bothering me. God damn it, you know. Uh, so anyway, check out that TV show, The Boys. It's a good one. Oh, and also, I, I shared on my on my Facebook, but maybe uh, you guys don't uh, aren't following me on my Facebook. I listen to this uh, Lex Friedman podcast with uh, John Wolfram. I don't, I don't know. I think his name's John Wolfram. I don't know his first name. But he's the uh, the guy that created Wolfram Alpha. Which is basically you just can ask it any mathematical question and it'll give you, you know, it's like a little AI that can answer mathematical questions for you. And uh, I didn't realize, but he's also like a physicist and he, he does physics, computer science, and he did a lot of like language. He, he worked a lot on language. This guy's just a fucking genius. And um, yeah, he was talking about like what life is, how it's just computation, how basically we're just computers, you know, and the whole universe itself is just computers, and all life are doing these computations, and how, like, 
he was saying like even in the even in the heat death of the universe you know like in 100 billion years or whatever when there's no more atoms that there might be some emergent structure in that universe which which creates a new different form of life you know even though there's no atoms or whatever it was just, it was just cool to, cool to think about it was real cool to think about and then he also talked about this topic called um he calls it branchial branchial space branchial space i don't know well basically what it is is i don't know if i'm explaining this right but basically there's there's a particle and where it you know it has different possible futures you know like like uh, sh- like uh schrodinger right or uh is it schrodinger um yeah right so you know every every uh particle really just is a probability wave right and um he was talking about how the, the particles can each branch in different directions and then as long as they converge on the same future, the paths can be different towards that future, right? So like, you know, if you're driving from LA to New York, there's a whole bunch of different paths you can take, but all that really matters is that you end up in New York and you left LA, right? And he was basically saying that there's, there's mathematically infinite, infinite paths particles can take and it just made me think about like that that tv show dark which was about <laughs> infinite universes basically and um yeah it made me made me think a lot about that and uh it's really it's really awesome interview if you have if you have no understanding of physics it might be a little tough for you but uh if you've read any popular physics books and you know a little bit about quantum mechanics uh it's really one of the most most amazing interviews I've ever heard. It's uh, it was great. It was great, man. I mean, he was it was like Jordan Peterson levels of oh my god, life makes sense now. But it was all about physics and stuff, physics and science. Yeah, and he was talking about different forms of math and stuff, and oh, it was just really cool. It was really exciting. It was uh, you know, because like a, a lot of these, you read these physics books, and they're like, they tell you all the all the all the research and like you're reading read about string theory and shit and just like wow this is so cool and, and they had like the LHC and in, in, in Switzerland smashing the hadrons together and confirming the confirming the Higgs boson and all that and it's like wow this is awesome it's like what well, what's gonna be you know it's like and then the story doesn't have an ending yet and like you want to know the ending of the story it's like well how well which theory is gonna be right which one's gonna be and it's like yeah, well, we don't know. We don't know yet. It's probably not. We won't know for like a hundred more years. And you're just like, oh god damn it! You tell me the next season of Game of Thrones is going to come out for a hundred more years? You, f- <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it's like. It's like, like for me, like ten years ago, I was reading. I was reading like basically every popular physics book I could get my hands on, you know. And and then they pretty much all ended. It's like, well, that's all we know. We don't what nothing there's nothing new to report because we got to build more particle accelerators and so um and so i've been i've been craving new information on that for like the past 10 years and and uh yeah wolfram there he just gave updates on a lot of new experiments and new mathematical theories things that have been 
becoming popular. And it was just, it was just really, uh, it was really, really interesting for me. And the, or, the whole interview is four hours long, but it's, it's worth it, man. I'm going to listen to it again. It was, it was that good. Check it out. Stephen Wolfram? Is it John? It must be Stephen. Stephen Wolfram. I'm thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up right now. Wolfram. Wolfram. Not Wolfram Alpha. Wolfram. Wolfram. Stephen Wolfram, that, that's the name. I don't know why I thought John. Oh yeah, the other in my other podcast the other day, I was saying I was saying Ghana's from from Nigeria, but he's not. He's from he's from oh God, I didn't even talk about the fights. I got to talk about the fights. Yeah, Ngana is from Cameroon, but I thought he was from Nigeria because like I remember reading this one tweet. He was talking about he's like Usman, my Nigerian brother, you know. But I guess he just meant brother like in the sense like you know we're all brothers, you know. But uh, yeah, Ngana is from Cameroon and. Uh, Adesanya and Usman are from Nigeria. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the fights here. We got, we had uh, Jan, Jan versus Reyes, and um, a couple things were interesting about that fight. Is is Reyes? Uh, he didn't look. He looked. He looked smaller. He looked a lot smaller than Jan. Jan looked like he had like 10, 15 pounds on him. I don't know if it's just the height difference, but. Uh, Jan looked a lot bigger, or Yan. What should I call him? Yan, right? That's how they pronounce, right? Yeah. Jan Blachowicz. Uh fucking Polish people, dude. That's why Hitler tried to kill them all, you know. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, Reyes looked smaller, and uh, like he wasn't doing. He wasn't doing many leg kicks, and like Jan. I mean, obviously, with this fight, is much better boxer. Like there was there was a couple times where they were getting close there, and like Reyes was throwing these wild uppercuts, and I think because he had some success with that against John Jones, he thought maybe he could knock out Jan Jan with those uppercuts. But um, other than that, he wasn't leg kicking. You know, uh, at the end of at the end of round one, there uh, I think Paul Felder, one of the commentators, he was saying that that uh, Jan caught his kick when he when he tried to kick him. So that might have made him hesitant to throw more kicks, but yeah, I was really, I was really surprised that he didn't throw more, throw more leg kicks. Um, and of course those, those body kicks by Yan, holy shit, dude. <laughs> I've never seen someone bruise up so fast. Those must've hurt so bad. And yeah, he, he landed like three of them in that same spot and, and Ray's just had that huge bruise on his, on the side of his body there. At the start of round two, it's like, oh my god! So I wonder that. I wonder how much damage that did. That might have really, like, he was. He probably had like a good game plan that, you know, he was gonna go try to go five rounds and pace himself. But then he just got kicked, and that probably just hurt so goddamn bad that it's just like, oh god, I can't move my body. Oh god, damn it! You know. Um, but yeah, you know what else I noticed about. Yeah, and is that he didn't really he didn't really do anything special or like unorthodox. Everything he did he just threw like normal combos. He just threw like four punch combos and ended with a kick. It's just like totally fundamental, nothing special, just bare bones basic hamburger. You know, no ketchup even on the hamburger. Just the just the burger and the bun equivalent of martial arts. And he was extremely successful with that, you know. And um, 
and that's that's how it goes in martial arts. You know, if you if you master the basics, you can get really far. You know, you don't have to do any, any of this flashy shit. He was just doing basic four punch combos, ending with a kick. And uh, yeah, his boxing is real good. You know, so that's uh, that what got that's what got him the victory. And uh, congratulations to him. You know, congratulations to him because he had a he had a rough start there and. Uh, you know, I, st- I still don't think he's a complete fighter. He, he, um, he's good at boxing, and and Reyes just—I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to talk to Reyes about that one. Why he didn't body? Why he didn't leg kick as much? And um, he tried to. He tried to box. I don't know. It's just a bad game plan. But uh, I'm not. I'm not so sure if like if Tiago Santos comes back. I think Tiago Santos could easily beat Yan. Uh, the other two old fivers, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess those three guys are the only, the hot, the only hot commodities right now. Of course, Glover Teixeira wants another. <laughs> yeah, sure, just have a, let's have an old man fight. Glover Teixeira versus Ian. I'd watch that. Old man fight. Uh, okay, and then finally we had, um, Kosovo versus Adesanya, and Adesanya did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Like, I couldn't believe how much he did exactly what I thought. Like, I mean, most of the time when I talk about UFC fights, I'm totally wrong, you know? And, uh, he did, yeah, he just, he just kicked that leg. Oh my God, did you see Costa's leg? It was, that, it had so many welts on it. Like, if you thought, if you thought the bruises on Reyes' body were bad, Costa had like five of those down his leg. And um yeah, anytime he got in close, Adesanya would just throw like a couple jabs, get out of the way. And then Costa couldn't move cuz his leg was he his leg was fucking destroyed. He did get a couple good body kicks, but besides that, he didn't have he didn't have any success, you know. Cuz he couldn't move cuz cuz those leg kicks and uh Yeah, that was really impressive, man. Adesanya knocked him out, but I mean that's that's what happens when you have like a Adesanya who is a very good martial artist and Costa who is just a he's just a specimen, you know. He relies on his gifts from God rather than his martial arts, and he does. I mean, I'm sure he has a very good work work ethic, but you can't uh, you either have skill or you don't. You know, you have skill and talent or you don't, and. um yeah, that it was ob- it was apparent he didn't you know it was apparent in that fight because he didn't even he didn't do any damage you know he had less success than Romero and God that was a, <laughs> that was the funniest part of the fight when like Costa w- wasn't moving forward and so Adesanya just called him Romero <laughs> and then Costa started blocking blocking like Romero does oh man I was laughing so hard yeah that fight was really entertaining listening to them talk to each other yeah I wonder I wonder if like Costa probably could have had more success if he tried to get in, like with a clinch, or tried to wrestle more. But I guess I don't know. I guess he just got too scared, and also probably couldn't move so much because his leg hurt so badly from those kicks, man. Leg kicks win fights, kids. All right. If you ever get in a street fight, uh, well, leg kicks will probably win you that fight, but also ball kicks will probably ball kicks will win you the fight the most. So yeah. <laughs> 
that was another thing. Fucking, fucking Costa when he's coming out, he's coming out of the the locker room, or whatever, and they're following him to the ring, and he he can't stop adjusting his his balls in his cup. Like I don't know if it if he was getting a boner or whatever, or his balls just were just too too floppy or whatever. But like as soon as he comes out, he like squats down, and then the whole the whole walk up to the to the Vaseline guy, you know, he's just adjusting his balls. <laughs> and like the camera, they don't even, the director of the show doesn't even tell the camera guy to pan up like six inches so we can't see Costa's hands down, you know, fondling his nuts. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, I didn't realize I was watching a porno there, you know. And of course, Adesanya, after he beat Costa, he like, he like thrusted his pelvis on his back like he was having sex with him. That was, uh, that was unsportsmanlike. You should probably get fined for that. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's good precedent to set, like, hitting your opponent again after they're, after the ref already jumped in, even if you're hitting them with your penis in a pelvic thrust, you know? That was, uh, that's what testosterone does, kids. Makes you go crazy, you know? Anyway, that was, those were some good fights, man. Those are some great fights. I'm, uh, I love, I love watching MMA. It's great. It's a great sport for kids of all ages. You know, anyway, holy shit, this is a medium, this is a medium cutie podcast. It's only 30 minutes. It's all right. It's all right, because I don't make these things that much, that often anymore. So, you know, uh, and I know this is probably the only entertainment that you get. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Hopefully gold goes up fucking 20% in the next, this next week. Pray for me. Pray for Mojo. Thanks for listening, Maple. See you tomorrow.